Thanks for joining me. I'm Nancy, and you're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'll be talking to ordinary people, just like you, who share their real-life stories. If you find this helpful, please subscribe, leave a kind review, and share. Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'm so excited because I have my sister and my sister-in-law here. I'm so glad that they said they would. I know it can be overwhelming and uncomfortable (laughs) to to talk, but I'm really excited. So what we're going to be chatting about today is that all of us have had miscarriages, and I know that it impacts a lot of people, and this way you get to hear a little bit from all of us and different experiences and how we kind of dealt with it and hope through a sad situation. So I always like to start out with a couple things that describe you. Jenny, would you want to go first? Sure. I asked people I know well, like my mom and my sister and my husband, Jeff, and my two very best friends to give me words because I'm not very good at giving myself adjectives. And they and I picked out the ones that they all brought up. Ooh. So kind, determined, perfectionist, <laughs> loving, and bubbly were the ones that oh. they said. So I don't know. I like that. I see those. Yeah. 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 That's great. Lori? I would say probably happy. Most of the time I'm, I'm a very happy person and probably just a really devoted like mom. I would agree. to my family. Yes. Yes. Agree. So I have two kids. Jenny, you have three with one Mm -hmm. coming very soon. Mm -hmm. And Lori has four. And like I said, we've all experienced miscarriages. Lori, would you kind of just say like when in your line, if that makes sense? Yeah. Mine, uh, my miscarriage was my first. So before my oldest son, Jackson was born, I had a miscarriage before him. And I didn't honestly even know I was pregnant. I just, just how, how, yeah. how in depth, I guess, do we get? I just was having really heavy bleeding that wouldn't stop, and I went to the doctor, and that's how I found out. I was shocked that I was pregnant, and then I was shocked that I wasn't pregnant, you know, so it was just lots of emotions. <laughs> Did you, were you afraid because it was, you didn't have any children at that time? Did you have thoughts of? I don't know if I will get pregnant, or yeah. when you did get pregnant again, were you fearful? Honestly, I wasn't. I was thankful because I now I probably would because I worry a lot now. When I was younger, I did not worry, and I don't think that I worried about it. So that was a positive. The thing that was was like hard when I had my miscarriage. So this was like twelve years ago. Back then, you couldn't talk about it. Yeah. Like, no, it was, like, taboo to talk about a miscarriage. Right. Even somebody, like, a really close family member, I told her that I had had a miscarriage, and she told me I didn't, there was no reason for me to share that. Right. So that, I think, was hard, because I felt like I wasn't supposed to tell anybody. And so... But you probably wanted to, right? I I mean, there's something inside of you that still wants to... Yeah. Express it. Process it, right? And... And I felt like I really just had to keep it to myself. Something that really helped, I finally told a co-worker I was teaching at the time that I had had a miscarriage, and she was so, I was teaching at a Catholic school, and she was so nice. She's like, you know, my mom had a couple of miscarriages, and she said that you should name your baby, mm. and I had never thought about it. So it was funny. I was at school. I'll always remember this day. It was during my lunch break, and I called my husband, 
And I said, I think we need to name our baby. And he's like, okay, well, what do you think we should name it? And so I said Blair because it's a boy and a girl name and I really liked it. You know, it could work for either. And he said, okay. So I was like, okay, we named our baby Blair. And then literally the whole day I like had this Mm -hmm. smile on my face and I was so happy and I just had this like calming like feeling and I just was super happy. A couple years ago, Claire was playing with Jackson and she kept saying, Jackson, you know, you're not the oldest child. And he's like, yes, I am. And I had never told my kids that I had had a miscarriage before. And she said, yeah, there was a baby before you and she is in heaven. She had had a dream about this baby. And um, so then I sat down with them and I told them that I did have a miscarriage. And so it was just kind of crazy that Claire, my daughter, had had a dream about this baby. And she said it was a girl, looked like her, blonde hair. And so now we pray for a baby Blair every night as a family. So. Lori, I love all of that. Yeah. So. Now, I I didn't remember about naming the baby and Blair. Did you ever also go to a cemetery or my oh we did go to um the catholic church has like a mass for babies that have that had a miscarriage or abortion and so my mom and dad actually kind of suggested that we go and they watched our kids our kids that we had at the time so we went to sioux city my husband and i went to a mass and they gave us a certificate and um like that said, like Blair Wells on it, and it was like a special mass for babies who were in heaven. So that was really nice. So Jenny, that's <laughs> <laughs> your story. Tough act to follow. Larry. <laughs> yeah, that was so good, Lord. When did you miscarriage? Was it between children? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So Sam is my oldest, and then I had Allie, and then we miscarried between Allie and Kate, my third. You knew you were pregnant. I knew I was pregnant. I was, like, sick, very sick, like you would be with every... I had every pregnancy symptom. I was very sure I was pregnant because I was sick. I had a missed period. Like, all the signs were there. And we went to... I went to uh, our doctor does an eight-week or nine-week ultrasound, eight-week ultrasound. I went alone because Jeff had a full doc of his own patients that day, so he couldn't come. My doctor, who we're very close with, thankfully, went to scan me and just couldn't find a heartbeat. Mm. I mean, he was so kind and was like, I'm so sorry, Jeff's not here with you. And he's like, but you could um, have miscalculated your dates. Like, we're only eight weeks. You could be only like five weeks and you just don't know it. And so then we had to play a waiting game of going back and forth to see if there's a heartbeat yet and all this while I still felt pregnant because my body still thought I was pregnant um and whatever happened would have happened around six weeks when we lost the baby so then I carried it for till I was about 11 weeks so it took that long that's a long time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I mean there's options you can surgically, you know, have a DNC and take care of it that way, but my doctor is very holistic and he's like, your body knows what to do and it will take care of it. So we just waited. So what, like, what were you feeling during this waiting time? Did you have any hope that the baby was alive or you knew and it was just 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I had had something similar with my fourth child. They said I was pregnant, and then my numbers had gone down, and they told me I wasn't pregnant. And so I also had a waiting game of I thought I wasn't pregnant, and then I went back, and they're like, no, you are pregnant. So I think Jenny was contacting me to see, you know, like what that experience was, because I, I did have a child after that, after they told me I wasn't pregnant. Jenny had called me to ask, you know, what had happened with that, and, you know, kind of like, is there still hope? Right. And for me, there was. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I'm a perf- my mom said I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> and I very clearly knew I was ten. I I was ten weeks like I was eight weeks long or whatever when that scam was. So I knew my dates weren't off. Mm-hmm. So I I th- I think all along I knew what was going to happen, but it was a waiting game of yeah. you go get your blood drawn, you have more ultrasounds, and yeah, yeah, and you're still probably like caring for your body as if. Yep. As if you All are I pregnant. wanted was a margarita, but I wanted... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so it was between our second and third. And were you afraid you might not have another one? Did you? Were you afraid to even try to get pregnant? No, I can't say enough good things about my doctor and how often he told me you did nothing wrong. Like, none of this is your fault, and... You've had two healthy babies. You're a very healthy person. You and Jeff live very healthy lives. Like, there's no reason you can't have more kids. So, he was very reassuring. Yeah. 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 So, when you did become pregnant with Kate, now, Mm -hmm. you know, we know her as Kate now, were you afraid at the time? Did you worry or? I did. I did mainly because I just didn't want to, like, go through it again. But... You asked us to, we'll eventually share a favorite Bible verse, and one of mine is that you can't worry about tomorrow. Mm. So I just tried to take, I literally just took every day as it came, and that's probably why Kate is such a spoiled little brat. Because <laughs> 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 like, from the moment of conception, I'm like, and this baby is queen. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. She's so sweet. Was there anything, like, Lori and Chance named their baby, and they went to a, what would you call it? A, it's like, like a mass just for children in heaven. Okay. Yeah. 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 We did give ours a name, and I'm a teacher, and so I, rem- I ended up in the emergency room the day I miscarried. It was like a Monday, and I went back to work on Tuesday, and that's honestly what helped me, is I love my job. And it was like, I just need to put one foot in front of the other and make it normal day and... Focus on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Just took every day as it came. So that really helped was just moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to share if you don't want to. We named her Gracie. Oh. (laughs) When you actually officially miscarried, was it even harder? Was it kind of a relief, not in a, I don't know if I want to even say that word, but the waiting is over or... Yeah, I, it was a relief in that it was, I was like, finally, like I had known for what, two weeks that that it wasn't a viable pregnancy and I was just, I was worried I was going to be at school teaching the kids or some, I was just really worried about how it was all going to happen. And 
so that part was a relief. Um, the I and like I had only heard like, oh, it's like a really bad period, and I was in actual labor with it for and that's I ended up losing a lot of blood and passing out and that's why we ended up in the emergency so I was very like not aware of what what it was gonna be like yeah and I think mine's probably I don't know mine's probably a unique situation so I don't think I was prepared at all for the actual event of what it was gonna be and that's why I kind of wanted to have all three of us because miscarriages are I think we're finding out more and more because, like Lori said, people were afraid to even say anything about it. And I think it really hurt a lot of people for a long time, not even being able to share their sorrow or being able to speak about it. Because when we speak about things, it kind of it kind of lessens the hurt in a way. And mm-hmm. you can kind of move forward, I think, a little bit better. And it's very common, unfortunately, but it also happens in a, in a variety of, of ways. Mm-hmm. So for me, we had David, our first, and then I had two miscarriages. One was kind of like Lori was saying, like you're quote-unquote normal, pregnant, and then you bleed a lot, and you've lost the baby. And that was really hard, and I know I, I tried to tell one friend about it, and she was really like, oh, whatever, kind of like you, Lori, mm-hmm. and just went back to her day. Like, I actually brought this up to someone. I actually... yeah. Wanted, wanted to, to share something very personal and mm-hmm. for you not to even almost give me the time of day was really hurtful. But a little while later, I had an ectopic pregnancy, which means the baby uh, implanted in a wrong spot and then kind of burst open on a fallopian tube. And so that was very scary and different and life-threatening, obviously, for me and lost half of my parts to have children, they just said that probably wouldn't have any more kids. So I think, like Jenny, when you said that, Kate was maybe a little spoiled. The doctors kind of said we wouldn't be able to have any, probably. So then we have Rachel, and so God gets the final say on all of that, thankfully. It is common, and it is nice to talk about it, you know, yeah. like we said. And that's my hope, and I think you guys all know that my podcast is all about hope, but talking about things, like real things, like, and it's okay to talk about sad things, but I wanted to bring you on as far as, like, what helped you, you know, like, what helped you move forward, what what are some things that might um, help other people? So do you have any thoughts of anything that you would say to someone, Lori? Of- my biggest thing was I was so thankful that my coworker said to name my baby, mm-hmm. and I feel like that made the baby real in a way. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I just could not stop smiling that whole day. So I just had this feeling. I just knew that baby was in heaven and now had a name. And I don't know, just was like a legit child and not just, you know, something that happened. You know, Mm. did you name your baby? I never did. You never did? No. I liked that baby. Yeah. That was was very healing for me. And I just feel confident. Like... The baby's in heaven and the baby's okay. Anything for you to share with anyone who may have already gone through this or still kind yeah, of... Yeah, I would say just don't treat it like something that's taboo. I think out of my really close-knit friends, I can count five of us that have had, mm-hmm. you know, so it happens more often. I'm trying to think of, like, nice gestures people did 
my two very best friends sent us some like outdoor plants we could plant so that every oh, spring nice. when they bloom you can think of her that's a good idea Jeff, one of jeff's cousins mailed me a really nice thing in a card talking about how our babies are playing together in heaven mm. so um my mom um we light a candle for Gracie a lot and so my mom looked everywhere for over a year for like the most beautiful candle that we keep upstairs that's really sweet yeah I so, love that I'm trying to think of anything like anything else I would just say like don't be afraid to talk about it I'm like literally crying through your whole I remember one of my friends asked right at, right as I was actually having the miscarriage one of my good friends asked when we're going to start having babies oh, and um yeah and then I just started crying cuz I was like well <laughs> and she didn't mean it in a bad way she's like the sweetest person ever um and we were just having a friendly conversation and that's what friends talk about is when you're going to have babies and mm-hmm. stuff and so I mean maybe just being mindful of that if people don't have kids yet or there's a big gap in between some kids, you know, maybe just be mindful of that, that maybe they're going through something like that. But then yeah. again, it might be a good opportunity to talk about it. And that person would like to talk about it. Like I said, back then, like 12 years ago, nobody really talked about it. So nobody really yeah. even knew I had a miscarriage, really. I don't think other than yeah, the just people I mentioned. People, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think for me, and like you said, I think people meant the best and I don't I didn't take it terribly what they said I knew Mm -hmm. that they came from a they were trying to be nice but they were like oh you'll just have more yeah you know they don't know what to say yeah Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like at that time I didn't yeah you didn't I didn't want to hear that Mm -hmm. like you know I was I was grieving I do remember somebody else in my close family I told them about it as well and she said well, there must have been something wrong with the baby, so that's mm. okay. Like, this was supposed to happen. And that was hurtful, because mm. I was like, well, I would have loved my baby no matter what. You know, like, I mean, it almost seemed like it was a good thing, and mm-hmm. you know, the way she said it. So that was hurtful. Like, I, maybe that's not probably the right thing to say either. Yeah, and I, again, I think again, giving, not people, yeah, yeah. giving people grace, but yeah. also maybe we yeah. can learn something yeah. from yeah. <laughs> from this. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for being on. I always love to end with a favorite Bible verse or story. And what are you grateful for? Well, I'm grateful for my four healthy kids that I have now and my baby in heaven, of course. I think my favorite thing in the Bible is the saying that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. And I say that to my own kids. And I'm a teacher at a Catholic school, and I say that to my students all the time, just as a reminder that you know, God has a plan for everything. He's made every one of us for a purpose. That's so, good. Yeah. That's good. Well, I already shared my favorite verse that don't worry about tomorrow. Oh, today has enough of its own. God will take care of the rest. We say that one a lot. My favorite Bible story is the story of Esther. Oh, that's a good one. I tell that one to my girls all the time that, you know, you were, you're made for exactly this moment and um, life sometimes gets hard, but God put you here at this time, at this place for a reason. So I like that story. I would say I'm grateful for my family and 
little more water and yeah. <laughs> I just try to, you know, like little, uh, I'm very grateful just for a little waking up in the morning and everything that comes with it. Thanks for listening. And we hope that if this has happened to you, that you know that you're not alone and that any of these words that any of us said might've been of encouragement to you. Right. And I did have one person tell me, and I think this is a good note to end on that when I was feeling really sad, they told me that the only thing your baby knew was your love. Mm. Like what a life mm. to only Sweet. know yeah. how much their mom loves them. Thanks for tuning in. God gave me a calling to share people's stories, and I've been doing that for over 16 years with my business, Generations to Generations. Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things is a continuation of telling stories. All of us have a story, and it's imperative that we share it with others. I know you have a story to share on how God has showed up in the mountains and valleys of your life. To do that, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email me at ordinarypeoplestories at gmail.com, and I'll see you on the next podcast.